All right, good morning, everybody. All right, we're going to continue on in our study of Jesus in the Old Testament. And we have come to Deuteronomy, the book of Deuteronomy. And Deuteronomy is the second giving of the law. Um, Moses can't go into the promised land, so he's, he gives instructions about how Israel is, is to, to behave in the land and how they're to keep their covenant with the Lord. Or else, you know, this is a conditional covenant. But many of the things that we've already covered as pictures of Jesus are kind of reiterated in Deuteronomy, you know, because it is the second giving of the law. So we're just going to focus on one thing in this book, in the book of Deuteronomy. Um, of course, Jesus is all throughout Deuteronomy. You know, even in, you know, when you begin in Deuteronomy chapter 4, um, around verse 41, it begins talking about those cities of refuge that we talked about. Um, and we saw in, in the book of Numbers, which is a picture of Jesus. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 5, it gives the law again, the, the Ten Commandments. And we know this picture is Jesus because, you know, Jesus is the end of the law to everyone that believes. And, uh, you know, we can't keep it. You know, He kept it for us perfectly. Um, even our law is based on biblical law. Um, you know, but guess what? We don't keep that either. You know, um, you, you say, I do. Well, you know, if you were on the way here this morning and, speed limit's 55, and you did 60, you know, you broke the law, okay? Um, you don't have to get caught to break, to, to break the law. Um, you, you break it, and you know you did, right? Um, the good news is that, you know, Jesus kept it. He fulfilled it, um, so you don't have to. And Jesus is pictured by the law there. Um, but the one we'll be looking at specifically in Deuteronomy is Deuteronomy chapter 18, if you'll make your way there. Deuteronomy chapter 18 and verse 15 Beginning in verse 15, it says, The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren, like unto me. Unto him ye shall hearken, according to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God, and whore in, one, uh, in the day of the assembly, saying, let, let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see the, this great fire any more, that I die not. And the Lord said unto me, that they have, they have well spoken that which they have spoken. Okay, So this goes back to when God actually spoke on Mount Sinai from Exodus chapter 19, you know, and there was thunder, there was lightning, there was a, a thick cloud, and the, the people actually heard God speaking, and they were so afraid that they said, you know, stop. You know, they, they told Moses to go talk to God. They didn't, they didn't want to hear it anymore. Um, and that's what verse 16 and 17 is referring to, okay? But verse 18, it says, I will raise them up a prophet, capital P, from among their brethren like unto thee, like he's speaking of Moses, like unto thee, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Okay, and, and of course this is referring to Jesus. Um, that's the spoiler alert, but it's, it's referring to Jesus. And the reason he mentions the time that God spoke to them and they were afraid is because that's us uh, in the flesh. You know, that's what it that's what it would be like for us to face God on our own. Okay, in this sinful flesh that we have. Um, you would be scared to death. You would you would drop dead right there on the spot. You know, there's a lot of people that they say that you know I want, I want to hear from God. You know, well they did, and they were scared to death. You know, um, so so what does God do? He he raises up a prophet. Verse nine, verse eighteen, like unto thee, um, Jesus said, I and the Father are one. Okay, he said in verse eighteen, he said, and I will put my words in his mouth. Okay, we'll go to John chapter twelve. John chapter 12. Go ahead and just keep you a place in Deuteronomy. We'll kind of keep coming back and forth. <clears throat> John chapter 12. Verse 
uh, beginning in verse 49. It said, I will put my words in his mouth, right? John chapter 12, verse 49. Jesus said, For I have not spoken of myself, but the Father which sent me, he gave me a commandment, what I should say and what I should speak. And, and I know that, this, that his commandment is life everlasting. Whatsoever I speak, therefore, even as the Father said unto me, so I speak. Okay. So see, just as Israel had Moses, a man, speaking to them and speaking for them, the Lord Jesus Christ came and spoke to us as a man, the man Christ Jesus, okay? And it, it, he was like unto Moses, okay? Um, like, like unto me, like it said in verse 15. But obviously he was much better, okay? Um, now, you, now you can understand what Hebrews 3 is referring to. Go to Hebrews chapter 3. A lot, of, a lot of times in this study, we keep jumping back into Hebrews because it, it just makes, it makes so much more sense when you understand this. Hebrews chapter 3. <clears throat> Hebrews chapter 3, look at beginning in verse 1. It says, Wherefore, my holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that was appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he had built the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. And Moses barely was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were spoken after. But Christ is a son over his own house, whose house we are, we hold fast to confidence and rejoicing of hope, firm unto the end. Okay, so this is the main theme of Hebrews, how Jesus is better okay, than anything in, in, in anyone in the Old Testament, especially the sacrifices. Um, and Moses was a foreshadowing of Jesus in the respect that he, he spoke to the people. Okay, he was a mediator between God and the people. There's, you know, there's one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Um, so you can see this in, in, in Acts. Um, go, go back up to Acts chapter 3. Acts chapter 3 where the, the apostles, they pointed back to this in the Old Testament. Acts chapter 3. And again, that they preached Christ from the Old Testament. You know, they, they, they pointed out these pictures of Him just like we're doing right now. Acts chapter 3, beginning in verse 20. Um, it says, And He shall send Jesus Christ, which was preached, preached unto you, whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken by the mouth of all, of all his holy prophets since the world began. For Moses truly said unto to the fathers, and this is the verse we're looking at in Deuteronomy, a prophet shall, shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren like unto me. Him shall you hear in all things whatsoever he shall say unto you. And it shall come to pass that every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. Yea, and all the prophets from Samuel and those that follow after, as many as have spoken, have likewise foretold of these days. And that, see, that proves that all the prophets, like it says in verse 21 and 24, they were pointing to Jesus. Okay, they were, they were talking about Jesus. Um, you know, what was, what, what's the Old Testament about? You know, people say, well, it's so confusing, I just don't understand the Old Testament. No, it's pretty simple. It's about Jesus. That's, that's, that's the, over, the overarching theme of, of the Old Testament. It's about Jesus. So once you realize that, it kind of opens up your understanding of the Old Testament, and you see a plan. You know, you, see, you can see what God is up to throughout the Old Testament. He's, he's about bringing Jesus Christ into the world. Um, and you can also see what the devil's up to. Um, but back up to uh, verse 23, it says, And it shall come to pass that every soul which 
will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed from among the people. And we know that when, when, when that prophet came, okay, there were, there were people that heard him, right? And there were some that, that wouldn't hear him. Um, and this is a phrase that Jesus himself used. He, he said uh, in uh, Matthew chapter 11, he said, he that hath ears to hear. Okay, he would say that several times while he was here on earth. Um, in Mark chapter 4, <clears throat> after he gave the parable of the sower, okay, about the different types of soil, right? Um, he said, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Okay, ears are something that everybody has. Um, it's just something that's common to humans. And it's not a question of whether you have ears or not. You do. It's whether you listen with those ears or not. Okay, um, going back to uh, Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 18, it says, um, I will raise them up a prophet from among the, their brethren like unto thee, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. Um, and it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Okay? And that prophet came, didn't he? Okay? Jesus came, and some people heard him, right? Um, the sinners and the tax collectors, um, they heard him, and they responded. But then there were those who, who let the word of God just kind of slip right through their ears, right? Like we do sometimes. Um, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, um, so nothing's really changed. Um, but, but whenever Jesus said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear, he's saying, listen closely and pay attention to what I'm, you know, what I'm saying because this is a matter of life and death. You know, believing or not believing, um, that was the subject of the parable of the sower. And those who believed and, and those who didn't, that's, that, that's the subject of, of the whole thing. Um, those who received the truth and those who didn't. So that, that prophet, you know, he's referred to as that prophet in Deuteronomy chapter 18, it clearly speaks about Jesus. You know, they were to hearken to his words and believe what he says or else, right? Um, Acts 3.23 said, Every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed among the people. Okay? Well, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. If you, you know, so if you believe in him, you have life. If you don't, you, you don't have life. Okay? Again, all the prophets alluded to this. All the prophets in the Old Testament, they, this is what they were leading up to. Um, Acts chapter 7. Go to, go to Acts chapter 7. It's the next one. <clears throat> and this is where Steve, Stephen uh, addresses the council. It says in Acts chapter 7, uh, let's see, verse 37. Um, it says, This is that Moses, which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto you of your brethren, like unto me, him, him uh, shall you hear. So multiple times in the New Testament, it tells us that Jesus was that prophet spoken of in Deuteronomy chapter 18. The Muslims today even will say, you know, that they'll say that that prophet was with um, Muhammad, which is impossible, you know, because it even says, like unto your, um, he said, raise, raise up unto you of your brethren. So he, he had to be a Jew, okay? He wasn't an Arab, um, but, the, you know, the Muslims will take that verse and try to twist it. I've, I've heard them do it many times. But, um, but go back to, uh, go, go to John chapter 1, John chapter 1. <clears throat> Because people were expecting uh, that prophet to, to come into the world. John chapter 1, and look at verse 20. And it says, And he confessed, this is John the Baptist, and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. 
And they asked him, What then? Are thou Elias? And he said, I am not. Are thou that prophet? See, there's our phrase again, that prophet from Deuteronomy chapter 18. And he said, and he answered, No. Okay. So he said, I am not the Christ. He said, Are you Elijah? He said, No. Then they said, Are you that prophet? Okay. And he said, No, because Jesus is that prophet, right? Um, and that prophet refers again back to Deuteronomy chapter 18. That's, that's, that's Jesus in the Old Testament. Um, verse 22, it says, Then they said unto him, Who art thou, that we may give an answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the, of the Lord, as, as said the prophet Isaiah. And, and they, were, uh, they which were sent of the, of the Pharisees, um, and they asked him and said unto him, Why baptize thou then? If thou be not that Christ, nor Elias, neither that prophet. Okay, again, they keep referring to that prophet that we're talking about. Uh, verse 26, John answered them, saying, I baptize you with water, but there standeth one among you whom you know not. Um, he it is who's coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoe latchet I am not worthy to unloose. These things were done in Bethbara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. So John the Baptist said that, that he, he, he that cometh after me is preferred before me. And we know that John was older, was three months older than Jesus, right? He, he was born three months before Jesus. So how was Jesus before him? Well, because Jesus was in the beginning. He always existed. Um, go to go flip over to John chapter 6. John chapter 6, <clears throat> verse 14. John chapter 6, verse 14. We see that same phrase from Deuteronomy chapter 18. It says, then those men which they had seen, the, um, when they had seen the miracle that Jesus did, said, this is of a truth, that prophet that should come into the world. Okay? So again, from De Deuteronomy chapter 18, over and over again, they were looking for Jesus. They were looking for that prophet that, they, that was in the Old Testament, right? Or fore foretold in the Old Testament. They didn't know who he was, but, but, but they were on the lookout. Okay? They were looking and waiting for a specific prophet, <clears throat> not just any prophet, Okay? Um, go, go, go back to the book of Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. Remember in Deuteronomy 18, that passage we read, it said that he would be like Moses. Okay? Um, and that's a clue because Moses was unlike any other prophet. Okay, Numbers chapter 12, uh, verse 3. This, and this is just one, one little example. We're going to go over a bunch of them. It said, Now the man Moses was very meek above all the men that, which were upon the face of the earth. Okay, um, So that, see, that sets him apart from everyone else. He was, he was, he was, he was more meek than any, any, all the men on the, on the face of the earth. Well, when we think of meek, who do we think of? Okay, Well, Matthew 11, verse 29, Jesus said, Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls. Okay? So Jesus called himself me. Okay? So that's, that's one example where, you know, he was like unto Moses, right? But look at, uh, look at verse 6 there, number, if you're in Numbers chapter 12, uh, verse 6. It says, And he said, uh, <clears throat> hear, hear now my words, that there be a prophet among you. I, 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 the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and will speak to him in a dream. My servant Moses is not so, who is faithful in all mine house. Uh, with him will I speak uh, mouth to mouth, even apparently, and not in dark speeches. And the multitude of the Lord shall, be, shall he behold. 
Wherefore then you were not afraid to speak against my servant Moses. Uh, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against them, and he departed. So you see here that Moses was, was not just another prophet. He was, he was set apart. Okay, God dealt differently with him. Um, God didn't speak to him through visions, like it says there, or dreams, but mouth to mouth. Okay, uh, So that helps us to understand when, when Moses said in Deuteronomy chapter 18 that God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee, of thy brethren, like unto me. Okay? Like unto Moses, he, he's going to be like Moses in that sense, only greater than Moses, like we read in Hebrews chapter 3, you know, when it speaks highly of Moses, but it says Jesus is even better. Okay? Um, go to, uh, turn to the book of Exodus. Turn back to the book of Exodus, chapter 33. Exodus 33. Exodus 33, look at verse 9. It says, And it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. And all the people saw the cloudy pillar stand at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose up and worshipped every man in his tent door. And the Lord spake unto Moses face to face, as a man speaketh to his friend. Then he turned again to the, into the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, departed not out of the tabernacle. So again, it tells us that he spoke to Moses face to face, okay? And of course, it was through a cloud, you know. He, he, um, he was face to face, but it, there, there was a cloud, a veil in between them. But, but that's different than how the Lord spoke to any of the other prophets. That's, that's the point I'm trying to make. Um, go to John chapter 6. John chapter 6. John chapter 6, and look at verse 46. John 6, 46. <clears throat> it says, not, Jesus said here, Not that any man hath seen the Father, save he which is of God, he hath, he hath seen the Father. Okay? So even though Moses was different than all the other prophets, okay, he couldn't claim this. Moses couldn't claim this. Um, this was something that only Jesus could, Jesus could claim to have seen the Father, okay? Um, he was like Moses in the fact that he spoke to God, right? But much greater, like it says in, in Deuteron Deuteronomy chapter 18, Jesus is the only one who has truly seen the Father, okay? Without a cloud, without a veil like Moses, right? Um, because he's the only one who's righteous who can look at the Father and, and not die, right? Um, so Moses was a type of Christ because of how God interacted with him Okay, but just like all the types, he, he pointed to, to one that was greater than him. He pointed to Jesus Christ. Okay, um, go to Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Matthew 11 and verse 27. Says all Jesus said, All things are delivered unto me of my Father, and no man knoweth the Son but the Father, neither knoweth any man the Father save the Son, and he to whomsoever the Son will reveal him. So this reveals Jesus as the mediator between God and man, and this is a very similar relationship that God had with Moses. Okay? God spoke to Moses, and Moses spoke to the people. Okay? He was a mediator. 
Um, again, that points to, to Deuteronomy chapter 18 where it said that prophet would be like Moses. Okay? He said, like unto thee. But Jesus was much better. Okay? Now, now, now Hebrews chapter 3 makes a whole lot more sense, doesn't it? Go back, go back to Hebrews chapter 3 again. Hebrews chapter 3. Hebrews 3, look at verse 1. It says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the, the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him that was appointed him, as also Moses was faithful in all his house. For this man was counted worthy of, much, uh, of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he hath built the house hath more honor than the house. For every house is built by some man, but he that built, built all things is God. So the difference between Jesus and Moses... You know, Jesus is to Moses as, as the guy who built the house is to the actual house. Okay? Verse 3 says, For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, inasmuch as he hath built the house, more, um, hath more honor than the house. So, you know, think about it. If you look at some beautiful mansion, you know, going down the road, and you say, wow, that's, that's unbelievable. That's just a beautiful, beautiful house, right? Um, that house is just magnificent. Well, the house didn't build itself, Right? So the guy who built the house is even more magnificent than the house, right? Makes sense. Uh, verse 4, uh, for every house is built by some man, but he that built all things is God. So he's saying that, hey, if you think Moses is something, right? And, and, and the Jews did, but they loved Moses. They loved Moses. Well, the creator of Moses is who? It's Jesus, okay? Jesus is God. So he compares Moses to Jesus, but Jesus is much greater, okay? Moses is just a man. Verse 5, verse five says he's, he's a servant. Okay, now you see why the apostles, when they preached in the New Testament, they were constantly bringing this up. Okay, uh, go back to Deuteronomy chapter eighteen. Deuteronomy chapter eighteen, in verse fifteen, it says, "The Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet from the midst of thee of thy brethren." Okay, like unto me, unto him you shall hearken. Okay, he said, "Of thy brethren." Um, you know, it was said of Jesus that he came, he came to his own and his own received him not, you know. Um, Deuteronomy uh, 18 there, verse 16, um, it, says, it says, According to all that thou desirest of the Lord thy God in horror in the day of the assembly, saying, Let me not hear again the voice of the Lord my God, neither let me see this great fire any more that I die not. Uh, and the Lord said unto, unto me, They have well spoken that which they have spoken. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and I will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. And so we saw how Jesus, he, he could say that, that, that um, he spoke what the Father told him to speak, you know. And verse, verse 19, it says, And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Um, so another, you know, I, just, I, want, I want to give you a list of things, you know, that pictures Jesus in Deuteronomy in reverence to being like Moses, okay? Because that's what we're talking about. Um, De Deuteronomy is written from Moses' perspective, basically a first-person narrative. Um, and just think about, um, about all the similarities to Moses' life because that prophet, like it says in Deuteronomy, that prophet is going to be like Moses, okay? He had, he had, to, be just like, he had to be like Moses in a sense um, because Moses is, is the one telling the story here in Deuteronomy. And there's, there's no one else that could feel or fulfill all the types and shadows that Moses and Jesus Christ share in common, okay? 
Um, remember, Moses said that the Lord thy God will raise up a prophet like unto me. Well, let's, let's see if, if that prophet, Jesus Christ, was like Moses. Here's a, here's a list of things, long list. And we'll finish with this. Um, number one, uh, both Moses and Jesus were born when Israel was in bondage. Okay? You know, Moses was in Egypt. Um, when Moses, uh, you know, Moses was in bondage to Egypt, when, when Jesus came along, they were in bondage to the Romans, right? Um, number two, they were both under a death sentence when they were born, you know, as, as children. You know, Pharaoh, uh, when, when Moses was, was a baby, you know, Pharaoh wanted all the, male, the, all the male Israelites killed. And, of course, they had to put Moses in a basket in an ark, right? And that's how he was saved. Um, <clears throat> well, when Jesus came along, it was Herod who was trying to kill all the children under two years old. Okay, that's another one. Number three, they both spent part of their life in Egypt, right? Um, Jesus went into Egypt, Matthew chapter 2, to, to escape Herod. Okay, so that's something else they had in common. Um, number four, both had, uh, both had brethren speak against them, okay? Um, go, to, go to John chapter 7. I'm not going to look up all these because we got a lot, a lot of them, but I just want to look at a few of these. John chapter 7. John chapter 7, look at verse 1. It says, After these things Jesus walked in Galilee, um, for he would not walk in Jewry, because the Jews sought to kill him. Now the Jews' feast of tabernacles was at hand. His brethren therefore said unto him, Depart thence and go into Judea, that, that thy disciples also see thou, the works that thou doest. For there is no man that doeth anything in secret, and he, he himself uh, see, seeketh to be known openly. If thou do these things, show thyself to the world. For neither did his brethren believe in him. Uh, then Jesus said unto them, My time is not yet come, but your time uh, is always ready. The world cannot hate you, but me it hateth, because I testify of it that uh, the works thereof are evil. So um, his, own, his own brothers mocked him. They didn't, they didn't believe in him. It, tell, it says right there in verse 5 that, that his, his brethren you know, didn't believe in him. Well, Moses went through the same thing you know, many times where even his own family, you know, they went against him. You know. uh, go to Numbers chapter 12 real quick. Numbers chapter 12. In verse 1, it says that in Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married, for he had married an Ethiopian woman. Okay. Um, and and that, that, you know, that's another example where, you know, his family, Moses' family spoke against him. But that leads us to the next one because of Miriam, because of Miriam speaking up against Moses, she got leprosy, right? Um, and Moses prayed for her and she was healed of that leprosy. Well, you know, that's another thing that have, they have in common because Moses you know, prayed and she was healed of leprosy. Well, what did Jesus do? He also healed leprosy, didn't he? Remember the 10 lepers? You know, there were many times where he healed lepers. Probably many that we don't know about. Um, that's number five. Number six is they both fed multitudes, right? Well, Moses, what did, when did he feed multitudes? Well, in, in, in the wilderness, right, when, he, when, they, when they got the manna, um, he, he fed multitudes. And, and Jesus, you know, when they broke the, 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 the five pieces of bread and the fish, um, on several occasions, he fed multitudes. That's another thing where he was likened to Moses. Number seven, they both had the seas to obey them. Um, Moses, remember, he, he held up the staff and parted the Red Sea so they could walk on dry land. 
Well, Jesus calmed the seas. Remember, he said, peace be still. He, calmed, he, he, he had the sea obey him too. Um, number eight, they, they both had 70 helpers at one point. Um, if you remember Moses, he, he, he appointed, when things got so, so busy that he couldn't handle everything, he appointed 70, uh, basically, judges to, to help him judge. Well, Jesus, in, in Luke chapter 10, um, you remember he appointed uh, 70 disciples to, to, to go out before him. So that's another way that Jesus was likened to Moses. Number nine, they, they, they both fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Um, they, they were the only two, I believe, um, in Scripture, other than Elijah, who fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. Um, number ten, we already talked about this one, but they both spoke face-to-face with the Father. Number 11, um, they both had God speak to them from heaven. Remember, uh, Moses on Mount Sinai, when all the people got afraid, you know, God spoke to him. And then when Jesus was baptized, we know the Father spoke to him from heaven. Okay. Uh, number 12, we already talked about this one too, that they were both God's spokesmen to the people. Um, number 13, they were both glorified when, you know, to the point where their face shone. Uh, Moses, remember Moses, when he came down from the, from the mount, he had to wear a veil because the people were scared to approach him. Um, and then Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration, uh, Matthew chapter 17, it says his face did shine as the sun. So another thing they had in common. Um, number 14, they were both known for their meekness. We talked about that one. Number 15, they both prayed for intercession and they were willing to take the sins of others. Okay, um, Remember Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Um, and of course, he died for the sins of the whole world. He, he, he made intercession for us. Well, in type, um, go to, uh, let's look at this one. Go to Exodus chapter 32. Exodus chapter 32. <clears throat> he didn't do what Jesus did, but in type he did. Uh, Exodus chapter 32, um, let's see, verse 31. It said, And Moses returned to the Lord and said, Oh, this people have sinned a great sin. And that this is when he was, you know, they, they made the, the golden calf. Uh, oh, this people have sinned a great sin and have made them gods of gold. Yet now, if thou wilt forgive their sin, and he kind of leaves it open, if thou wilt forgive thou sin, and if not, blot me, I pray thee, out of the book which thou hast written. So Moses offered to take the punishment for his people, right? Just like Jesus. Okay, not he didn't go that far, and, and you know God didn't accept it, because in verse uh, 33 it said, The Lord said unto Moses, Whosoever hath sinned against me, him will I blot out of my book. Okay, but he offered, didn't he? He offered. Um, Paul did a similar thing in Romans chapter 9. You know, Romans 9 through 11 is talking about Israel. And he said, he said if Israel would be saved, that he would be accursed. Paul did that too. But my point is that, that both Jesus and Moses, um, they were willing to take the sins of others. Um, number 16, they both established a priesthood. You know, um, Jesus is a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek from Hebrews, right? Um, well, Moses, you know, instituted the Levitical priesthood with, with Aaron and, and his descendants as being priests. Number 17, they both brought in a covenant or a testament. Jesus brought in the new, Moses the old, right? Um, the, John chapter 1, the law, the law was given by Moses, but, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Um, number 18, they both brought deliverance. Um, Moses you know, with God's help, of course, you know, God did it, did the work, but Moses from, from bondage in Egypt and Jesus from the bondage of sin and death, okay? And finally, number 19, they were both rejected from being leaders by Israel. Um, go to Acts 17, uh, Acts 7, we'll look at this one real quick. Acts chapter 7. 
Acts 7, look at verse 35. It said, This Moses, whom they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? The same did God send to be a ruler and a deliverer by the hand of, of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. Okay? And the same thing happened to Jesus. You know, they said, you remember, they said, We will not have this man to rule over us. Okay? You know, he's the, he was a stone that was rejected, the cornerstone that was rejected by the builders. So, you know, here's the question. Did God raise up a prophet like unto Moses? Okay, well, he sure did. Who was it? It had to be Jesus. Okay, that's Jesus in Deuteronomy chapter 18. No other prophet could be that prophet. I mean, think of all these examples. And there's a lot I'm sure I, I didn't even get where he was, just, he, was just, he was just like Moses. There's nobody else that could have fulfilled all those types were Moses and Jesus that they shared in common, okay? Um, and we're going to finish there today. Any questions or comments? Yeah. No, no doubt that, that Deuteronomy 18 is all about Jesus. No doubt. And, you know, these types are, are you know, you think about these types. Yeah, it's a cool study. You know, I love, I love studying about types, but they're central to the gospel because, you know, Jesus said in the volume of the book, it is written of me. Um, and, you know, the gospel you hear today it's not about him, you know, and it's another gospel. It's, it's, not, it's not the true gospel. You know, the gospel you hear today is about you. You know, they'll say, you know, you have to repent of all your sins. You have to give your life to Jesus. And man, that one really just ticks me off when I hear people say that. You know, give your life to Jesus. No, you know, he, he gave his life for you. Um, you know, but the Bible is not about you. You know, yeah, there's some practical, there's a lot of practical things about, about you and about marriage, about you know the way the way should we we should live after we get saved, but the Bible is not about you; it's about Him, and that's that's what you see throughout this this study um, as we go through the Old Testament. That it's all about Him, and guess what? Salvation is not about you either; it's about Him. It's about what He did for you. Okay, He did all the work. Okay, I'll close this prayer, Lord. We thank you so much uh, for your Word as we study about Jesus in the Old Testament, Lord. And we're so thankful that it is about all about Him, Lord, and salvation is all about Him. And we're thankful, thankful that you made it so simple, Lord. Uh, if there's anybody listening to this today, realize that, that you're a sinner, uh, you've fallen short of the glory of God, and, and uh, realize that, that uh, Jesus took, took, took that upon Himself. He took all of our sins upon Himself, and He died on the cross. He was buried and rose on the third day. Lord, we're thankful that you made salvation so simple, that we could just put our faith in Him and believe in Him and His finished work and be saved. Lord, thank you for that, Lord as we study about, uh, about Jesus in the Old Testament, and, and we see that, that it, it's all written about Him. Thank you, Lord. And uh, we pray for uh, Pastor Barry. We pray for all the rest of the teachers today and the rest of our service. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.